You are now listening to Underqualified Moms. We're your hosts, Shonda and Britt. This podcast is all about motherhood, marriage, careers, spirituality, and everything in between. And we have vowed to speak unapologetically about it all. Welcome to another episode of Underqualified Moms. Hello. So today we are going to be reading some scary stories from Reddit. Yes. We found some, which I have never actually really been on this website until now. Yeah. And I actually really love I it. I actually haven't either. And I... So we wanted to tell some, like, scary stories that people wrote in, but we haven't gotten any yet, so I decided that we would just... We're not that cool. No, we're not that cool yet, (laughs) but I decided that we would just look them up, and I got this idea from Disturbed Podcast, which is amazing. I love that podcast so much. Um, weird shit. Yes, it's called Disturbed. It's got, like, a bloody artwork cover. It's really cool. Um, And, yeah, they take stories from a subreddit called Let's Not Meet... And so that's where we found our stories from today. So we will make sure to shout out the original writers and uh, all that jazz. But that's where our stories are coming from today. Yeah. And we have not read through these ourselves. So no. the ones that we picked, like I found three that I picked. That's a romper, by the I way. I see that. Sorry. So we're sitting here. If you're not watching the video, <laughs> yeah. then um, I had a, I went through like spring cleaning almost. Obviously, it's not spring. Um, more like fall cleaning. <laughs> yes. And I went through like all of my clothes. So now Shonda's sitting in the closet yeah. going through all of them. She, she gave she me wants. a pile so that I can look through and pick stuff out. Yeah. So if you hear us talking about clothes, then mm-hmm. this is why. Because she's trying to figure out what it is. I'm going through a whole pile while we're podcasting today. That's the joys of doing a podcast in the closet is that you go, you get to go through clothes at the same time. Yeah. How about it? You're Um, you're very, you have a hippie style, don't you? Yes. (laughs) Obviously. Have you seen my clothes? Um, and so, yeah, these stories we have not, we have not read. I went through and actually picked out ones that I just like the titles on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shonda's going to just kind of like randomly scroll through and yeah. read her stories. So one so. of my stories is going to be one that I kind of picked out and just kind of briefly looked at. And another story I'm literally just going to scroll and whatever my finger lands on is a story that I read. So it'll be like a story roulette, scary story roulette. Um, okay, so I'm going to dive in while you're going through these okay. uh, this huge pile of clothes, which is like slowly I'm making my way to uh, go down. Okay, so I chose this one, though, because I have experienced some weird fucking shit when I used to be oh, like... Oh, Tinder date that turned yeah, weird, yeah. Which if you haven't listened to that episode, which I think was our... Was that our dating... Bad red flags. Boys. Oh, red yeah. Flags. Our red flags episode. Our red um, flags of dating. Yes. You will hear my story in there of my Tinder date. It was so bad. I really should probably write into Reddit because it was that bad. But the name of this Tinder date that turned dot, dot, dot weird <laughs> caught my eye first, of course. Imagine that. Yeah. Um, but anyways, this story is by the unnamed one. So shout out to whoever you are. <laughs> Hopefully this is as good as my story because uh, I know how those Tinder dates go. (laughs) 
Can't relate. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to. Stay away. Um, Okay, so I went on a Tinder date some time ago while I was adjusting to a new city I had just moved to. I didn't really know anybody there, so I used some online dating apps to see the dating scene around town. I landed one from a girl that seemed just like an artsy, hippie type of girl. So it sounds like kind of like me. Yeah. Uh, we had a few exchanges through the Tinder app. Wait, 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 wait. What if this is the guy that you went on the Tinder date with him writing this story? No, I'd totally be able to tell. That's what I was wondering when I started He's reading like, it. I went like, on this date with this hippie girl and she thought that I was a psycho. Yeah, because he was. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, this is obviously from a guy who's, well... I guess it could be a girl. Oh and yeah, a girl. That's true. so I don't actually know which yeah, sex know. this is. Um, and they're the unnamed one, so I don't. Think yeah, so I know. I have no idea. So, anyways, but it's a girl that they end up going out with. Um, so we had a few exchanges through the Tinder app, and then decided to meet up for a drink. That was pretty typical. Mm-hmm. I picked her up at her house, and she greeted me at the door and gave me a hug. Okay. She said the name of a local bar she wanted to go to for us so that we could chat and get to know each other. I told her I would drive and proceeded to my car. Again, okay, we talked about this in the first dates thing or in the red flags episode. (laughs) Don't get into a stranger's car. If you are meeting someone for the first time, you meet in public and you drive yourself there. Yes. And even for guys, like don't. I hope that, well, again, guy, girl, whoever, if you're picking up the date, don't. Don't. Unless you've gone out a few times, like just don't do it. Which I also feel like maybe this might be a guy because guys are very much into, like, I can pick her up. They feel safe enough to do that. So I'm going to assume that this is a guy picking up a girl. Right. Um, Oh, now we're getting into the red flags and I'm so excited. Okay. (laughs) Um, So the first red flag I noticed was when I walked to my car and opened the door. She had just followed me to the driver's side and was standing behind me staring. I looked at her blankly for about 15 seconds and asked her if she was going to get in. She said, sure, I would love to, and went the long way to the passenger side around the back of the car. Since I had just met the girl, I figured she had just maybe smoked some weed or something as I kind of got the vibe that she was a bit of a stoner. No issue with that. But I'm confused. I mean, I think it's weird that she stood there, like, behind him. Yeah, why? her side. But I think the, like, walking around the back of the car, like, who, that doesn't. Walking around the back of the car, well, it depends on where they were coming from. It's it's weird that she was standing behind him. Yeah, don't stand behind But then like either that. way, if you're on the driver's side, it doesn't matter if you go around the front or the back. It's going to be long either way. Yeah. Okay, so as I was driving to the bar, she talked in a very low voice. <laughs> Almost as if she was trying to whisper. What? So I'm not hard of hearing or anything, but are you? But are you? Um, But I had to ask her to repeat herself several times just so I could make out the full sentences she was saying. (laughs) When we got to the bar, I made sure we got a seat close to the back away from most people just so I could have a little quiet in order to hear her. Hmm. The conversations honestly carried on as normal from that point and it was actually a fun time for the time being. We <laughs> walked we talked about different things we were interested in and she did bring up that she did recreationally use weed and a few other tripping substances like shrooms and such. <laughs> 
okay, whatever. Okay. No big deal. I am not much of a fan of those, but at least but at least it made me relax in the back of my mind to think maybe she was just high off marijuana and that rationally explains some of the out there behavior. <laughs> Granted, I had a few drinks at this point, so I was honestly not thinking straight. <laughs> Inhibitions <Okay>. are lowered. <laughs> yeah. Um, I asked her if she wanted to go to my place. Why? Why, Why would you, you do that? <laughs> It's the first. Well. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. I'm just thinking if this was already fucking if weird. It's already being weird. Why would you invite her back to your house? Oh, no, no. Thank you. People no thanks. are so dumb when sex is involved. Oh, man. Okay. She agreed. When we got to my place, we had a few more drinks. Of course you did. <laughs> then she started talking about her jewelry. This is where it gets weird. She told me her jewelry was her big secret and it defined her. What? I feel like she's going to like say she's a witch or something. That's totally cool with me. You're just an asshole. Yeah, we'll see. Um, When I asked her why it was so important, she said, I'm actually Anastasia and I was never killed in Russia. (laughs) my jewelry is my link to my past it was hard for me to take that serious at this point oh no with how much i drank so i kind of challenged that statement using a little bit using the little bit i knew about the history yeah at this point she freaked out and started yelling at the top of her lungs about how i didn't respect ancestors in history oh my god then she got quiet and tiptoed right up to me and grabbed me by the neck she then brought my face eye to eye with hers while still holding my neck. She says at this point, I am a shaman and I will curse you. My ancestors have destroyed many people and you do not respect that. You are from oppressive ancestors and they will be punished. Okay, wait, she- so are you a shaman or are you Anastasia? Because I'm pretty sure Anastasia was not a shaman. No. And I were mean, your ancestors just like crazy. royalty or... And here's the other thing. First of all, <laughs> you're a little bitch if you let somebody just come up and grab your neck know, like that. Sneak like, up no. to you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Um, We are totally roasting this Reddit writer. <laughs> I know. Sorry for whoever you are. Sorry. The unnamed um, one. Your story is great, but we're just roasting you. <laughs> um, then she put her hand in a whiskey glass and made a cross on my face and kissed my forehead. Yeah, what the fuck? At this point, I started to sober up a little bit. I talked her into <laughs> calming down, telling her I was only joking. Then she slowly started getting back to normal. Then she started talking about her cat fetish. That's Shonda. Oh, <laughs> she, no. She tells me she has a list of people who she tames to act. Who she who she tames to act as cats? You. I'm not about judging people on their fetishes. I oh, am. So I listen in. She then tells me all the things she does to them and starts acting like a cat in my living room. Ew. What the not, fuck? She had not yelled at me earlier on. I might have almost been turned on by it. Ew. My <sighs> red flags in my head were tingling like crazy at this point. So I just listened, listened, and tried not to set her off. I'd be like, uh, I'm you out. Go. I am out. She noticed sage on my kitchen counter and asked me to let her light it and bless the house. Side note. I bless use- yourself. <laughs> Eat the sage. <laughs> I use sage to make my house smell better occasionally. It's kind of a ritual I like to do, but it's mine and my own. Something I take very personally and like to do myself. I tell her no. She can't light it and that it's my thing to do on my own. Then she freaks out telling me I'm a horrible human being and screaming all over the place. 
I tell her I can't take her home now, and she runs to the door and goes outside. Yeah, bye. Peace uh, bye. out. Bye. Shut the door and lock yeah, it. Yeah. As I get outside, she's screaming at the top of her lungs that I'm a horrible person and I should go die. <laughs> I tell her she can walk herself home then, and I go back to my place and lock the door. She then starts banging on the door hard for about 10 minutes, saying she left her phone in there. Ew. No, I'd call the police. Oh, she did leave her phone, though. Okay. <laughs> I grab her phone off the kitchen counter, which, why'd that take you 10 minutes to grab her phone off right. the kitchen counter? Right. You just toss it out the window, dude. Yeah. Um, so I grab her phone off the kitchen counter and open the door to hand it to her. She tries to barge inside, and I block her from my with my forearm. She then acts like she's about to punch me. I just hold <gasps> my ground and tell her she is not coming in. She Whoa. screams. She wanted the whiskey bottle we were drinking from. I told her, hey. No, <laughs> because I paid for the damn thing. I slam the door at that point and lock it. I hear bang on the door for a minute. I then hear footsteps going down the stairs. I waited for about an hour and then went walking outside to see if she was still hanging around. I didn't see her, nor did I ever see her again after that. I know this is probably not the scariest encounter ever, but for the next few nights, I was creeped out always walking around the area I live to make sure she wasn't hanging around. I honestly hope she is okay wherever she is, but I hope to never see her again. Jeez. <laughs> well, and wouldn't you be worried after that kind of behavior that she was going to turn into like a stalker or something? Yeah, that one. To be that wild. And that's why you don't take them to your place of... Yeah. Like your residence when you first meet them, because if they turn out to be a psycho, it's too late. They already know where your house is. Yeah, no, that one's um, that's tough. That's, and yeah. it's the fact too that I used to do this shit. Now, not like that. I mean, I did. Um, you would definitely meet up with them on the first date. <laughs> yeah, no, I would, or let them pick me up. Yeah, wild. But. No, I mean that's a lot. That I can't, was a lot. I can't think of a no, I can. I was just going to say I can't think of a time that I put myself in that situation, but I I can because I went to a guy's house for our first date. But the difference is he was a patient at the physical therapy clinic I had been working at for months, so I had been treating him for months. So it wasn't like, it was like our first date, like hanging out, but I had known him for a while, I guess. But yeah. I did go to his house, which at the time, I think I was about 18. I think he was like mid twenties. Okay. And I went to his house and we drove to a bowling alley together and then we came back and we went in his house, which I was already like, I don't know, I shouldn't do this. And he had... So he had a couch okay. and a coffee table, and the coffee table was in the normal spot that you would think it would be next to the couch, like maybe like two feet out. Okay. And his TV was on top of his coffee table. So if you're sitting at the couch, the TV is right here, but it wasn't hooked up to anything at all. Yeah, I feel like that's weird. So he was like, oh, like we can hang out and watch TV for a while, but we have to watch it in the bedroom because this TV doesn't work. No. So I was like, okay. And we, like, went in the bedroom, and I literally, it was the most awkward thing no, in the world because yeah, he... I'm surprised that you actually... I know. That. I'm surprised that I did that. He, like, he was, like, leaned back in the yeah. bed, and he was watching TV all relaxed, and I was sitting on the edge like this. 
I was sitting on the edge so far away from him, like with my feet still hanging off. And he was like, you can get under the covers, like you can get comfortable. And I was like, no, I'm good. I'm actually not feeling very well. I need to go home. Oh my God. <laughs> I bailed. I feel like I'm super surprised that you. Yeah. I'm still, that's the only thing that I've ever done where I like, I would say that I put myself in like a bad situation, but he really didn't. He Which is good for you though, because I've put myself in a lot of really bad situations. <laughs> that, would, that would be my, my one and only, I think. But he, and even still, like he continued to be a patient at the physical therapy clinic after that. And he never gave me weird vibes. He never seemed weird, but I had not dated very many people. I was a virgin at the time. Like it was just, it was weird to be in a guy's bed that I didn't know. Yeah. So I I just barely sat on it. And then I left after like five minutes. I just think it's so funny that you, because you're not the type of person to go do that. No, no, I wasn't. He just, he, he was my type. He was tall and skinny. He was blonde. He had blue eyes (laughs) and he, um, what are those things? Crotch rocket. Those like, it's like those those fast motorcycles except he had it on a rack inside his apartment i was like how'd you get this in here <laughs> i feel like i know a lot of people that used yeah to do that. he i'm pretty sure he like drove it in his front door and then took it around to the other side of his living room and oh, like lifted it wait no yeah the fucking the crotch rocket i'm thinking of a bicycle so he said no well that's not weird the, but a motorcycle. motorcycle which i get because i i do know people that have done that okay. because they didn't want it to get stolen yeah outside. it just was weird to me to see his yeah. bike especially because his living room was a couch with a coffee table with a tv on top of it not plugged into anything i was like this is just strange yeah no that one's weird i think it was just like i was young he was out of college like he was a guy living on his own and i was i was too scared <laughs> i was too scared what happens now? I, I bailed so fast and he probably oh thought God. I was the lamest, but so funny, it's huh? all right. Okay. My story was posted by Alma Lazone. So that sounds like an actual name. Alma Lazone. Alma? Alma? Lazone. A-L? A-L-M-A. Alma mm-hmm. or Alma? Alma, I think. Lazone. Yeah. It's called Never That Safe. Okay. This happened in 2016 when I was a 17-year-old first-year college student in film school. I'm now a 22-year-old female. Name is Julia. Oh. Oh. Hello, Julia. I lived alone in my first-ever apartment. It was really small, but I was really proud of my independence. I've never lived by myself. Ever. Not, Not ever. I've always had roommates. Yeah, I would say the only time that I technically lived by myself was when Aaron and I, Aaron was my roommate and he was always gone at the rig. (laughs) Yeah, then I live by myself. It kind of <laughs> but I had my cats. I always had my cats. <laughs> cats uh, <laughs> this one. This one. I never felt unsafe in this apartment for several reasons. There were multiple gates in the residence that needed to be opened through a code only the people who live there knew. My door had three different locks and it was right next to the university. So most people lived in the neighborhood. Most people who lived in the neighborhood were college students. Nothing bad had ever happened in the neighborhood before. Ooh, that's jinxing it right there. That you know That of. you know of, exactly. Unless you can go back through the full history. Yeah. I've always been careful with locking the door when I leave my home. I always check twice. I have slight OCD. So this one time, I leave to go to class and lock my door, but for some reason, I couldn't get the key out of the lock. It was completely stuck, so I went to get the caretaker of the building to help me, but he wasn't there. And I was getting late for class, so I went to class with the key still in the lock. I took off the keychain first, so it wasn't too noticeable. 
Yeah. Honestly, it sounds like something I would do. Yes, absolutely <laughs> something I would do. When I got home, the caretaker was back, so he came to help me, and we couldn't get it out for 15 minutes until somehow he did. He told me the lock was damaged, but that I didn't necessarily need to change it if I only locked it once instead of twice. I don't get that. I don't either. Are these like some weird fucking locks? I don't know. Moving on. Maybe because she had three locks. Yeah, but I would think that would be... Yeah, I don't know what she, I don't I don't know what that means. Moving on. Mm-hmm. I just said okay and that was the end of it. I really wasn't worried because of how safe I felt in this building. Flash forward to 2 months later, I was taking out the trash one night around 11 p.m. while on the phone with my sister. I remember telling her that I was taking out the trash, then that I would take a shower afterward before heading to a party. As I previously said, I always locked the door even just to take out the trash because of my lock being damaged. I only locked it once. How can you only, this has to be a weird, how can you only lock a lock once? This has to be some weird fucking thing. I don't, Um, yeah, I don't get it. How do you, uh, anyways, okay. When I got back to my apartment, I found the door unlocked, which immediately alarmed me. So I went into the apartment and locked the door immediately. What? Why? (laughs) You come back and you see the door unlocked. And so you go in the apartment and lock it? If I was 100% sure that That I had had locked it. it, I'm not entering my fucking No, I'm not going in the apartment. (laughs) But if there was a slight, like, oh, maybe I forgot to lock it. Like, okay. Yeah. Then I I could see checking. But she immediately, she says, I immediately went into the apartment and locked the door with three different types of locks. So if someone had entered your apartment, you didn't even go in and, like, check around you, you just, just immediately went in and locked every single lock now three locks. <laughs> so it's triple difficult for you to get out now yeah, you're dead. okay we're roasting the shit out of these writers yeah. <laughs> when you walk into my apartment which is just 215 square feet <laughs> that's, that's small cool. that's small that's like my closet. <laughs> i was just gonna say that's like your closet you have the main room in front of you and the bathroom door immediately to your left. I had left the bathroom door slightly open enough so I could see a man in my shower turning his back to me. Oh, I got the chills. No. <laughs> no. <gasps> the fear didn't even. This is why you don't immediately go in and just lock all of the locks. Oh my god. That like that didn't even register as I was reading it. Yeah. Okay. I had left the bathroom door slightly open enough so I could see a man in my shower turning his back to me. Naturally, when I saw this, I tried to open the door and leave as fast as possible. But you had three locks. Except, to get except my main lock was damaged from two months earlier and I couldn't open it no matter hard I tried no matter how hard I tried. In this moment, all I could think of was the fact that okay. I had to leave as fast as possible. I jumped out the window without really thinking, hey, that's smart. Okay, that's a good decision. I figured it was the only solution, except I lived on the second floor. (laughs) So I completely smashed my ankles in the landing. I now, though, hope that there was really a man in your fucking shower because at this point... And I literally was just like, oh my god, that's so smart. And then she's like, except it was the second floor. I was wondering what floor she was on. Oh my god. So now you gotta jump out your window. No, I started running in whichever way I could and when I got a little bit further from the building, I looked back and a man was there at my window watching me run away. 
I thought of two possible outcomes. Either the man was going to jump and chase me, except I wouldn't get far with my twisted ankles, or he would get scared at the height and be locked in my apartment. Thankfully, he picked option two. I went to hide in a bush a little. Why would you do that? You're, I'm sorry. You're just not a very smart person. This whole thing is fucking stupid. I went and hid in a bush. Oh, and called the police. I mean, that's fine. But why are you hiding in a bush? <laughs> why wouldn't you go to your neighbors? I you've got, you're in an apartment complex. Run to the front office or the maintenance guy or a neighbor that you know or something. I don't know. Anyways. Um... <laughs> and called the police who arrived in just 10 minutes because I lived close to the station. They pushed my door open and the man was there just sitting on my couch holding a kitchen knife waiting for me to come back like he didn't think I would call the police. They arrested the guy and later told me he had already been arrested for sexual assault, rape, attempted kidnapping, and attempted murder. Holy Shit. Oh, I keep getting the chills. I don't like it. It's really bad. Well, and why would he be in her shower? And why would he turn his back to her once she walked in? Like, why wouldn't he just attack her right then and there? Probably because he's a moron. I'm they curious. Maybe you can't see me. <laughs> if I can't see you, out. you can't see me. <laughs> like... Oh, I don't uh, like they also told me how everything had happened. Like I said, it was a very friendly neighborhood with mostly college students, so he got inside the building by other people holding the door for him. He then heard me telling my sister I was going to take a shower, which was why he was waiting in the bathroom for me. See, if I would just wait and keep rooting, I would get my answers. <laughs> he he crotcheted? Crotcheted. Crocheted? Crocheted? What the fuck is that word? Crocheted? He crocheted. He fucked up my lock while I was taking out the trash. He apparently noticed me on school campus and followed me to my home several times before succeeding to actually come in. No! He stayed inside waiting for me because I had recently changed my phone and the previous one was still on the table, so he thought I didn't have a phone with me to call the police. Ugh. I don't live there anymore, but after that, to get into the building, we all needed identification proving we lived there. Building IDs were created, and we had to scan them every time. Which it was is the, a pain in the ass, but thank It is, God. but... And it's sad that stuff like that has to happen to implement those kinds yeah. of systems. I would have moved the next day. I would not have even no, have stayed there. No, Nothing bad happened in the neighborhood after that. It's back to being a very peaceful and friendly place. The... <laughs> I don't like that. Um, Julie. That was that your name, right? Was Julia. Pretty brutal. That story was wild. I mean, there were a whole lot of things that you could have <laughs> probably done to begin with. I'm I am I say that. Yes, I am glad that you are very good about locking your doors. I that's am too. that's good. Because even I struggle with that. So I'm glad that you don't. I'm glad that you're very diligent about that. I am glad that you called the police immediately and didn't like sit there and question it. Um, little strange that you went in your apartment and locked all of your locks, even though you could tell that someone had fucked with it. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, I'm really glad you're alive and you did some smart things. Um, kudos to you for being willing to jump out of your second story window to get to safety yeah. because I that's like pretty that rad. Be anybody's for unless you're like higher than that. Like yeah. Either way, you're fucked. Yeah. But... You're uh, you're a bad bitch for jumping out your window to get to safety for sure. And uh, very glad Can that you made you it out. Even imagine though, like the fear that would run through your body uh yeah 
that because I I mean my last story that I told when I just thought that there was a man standing outside my parents' bedroom door, like the fear that overtook my body. It does. You just like it. It's it is an overwhelming drowning type of fear. That's this is like which is so funny. You know they always talk about the fight flight yes freeze uh huh. This was flight. Mm-hmm. She, she, she fucking flew. flew. She fucking, she actually out of, flew out her out window. Of her, window. <laughs> her flight oh, took over. Man. <laughs> Which is good because if she would have like tried to fight, I don't know if she would have made it. Yeah. So I the know. flight was a very smart decision in this case. Oh, man. But you should have had the flight decision when you saw that your door had been unlocked. <laughs> yeah. And then you should not have locked your door three fucking no. times or however many times that was because no. Oh, God, I would have been, I would have just been, I just makes me panic. Been, oh, God, yeah, that's just, mm-mm. mm-mm. Um, thank you, Julia, for the story. Oh, yeah, that, I feel like I want to vomit now. <laughs> okay, so my next one, open the door, please, come out, by Meanwhile in Paris. So mm. I thought the name was pretty interesting. That, that sounds one. like. Is Tamara home? Yeah. <laughs> no, bitch. Open the door, She's please. Not. Come out. Um, okay. So this story happened a few years ago. I was in my early 20s, and I was studying in Paris, France. I was going home from uni. I usually took a short bus ride and walked the rest of the way that day. Uh, oh, that day I felt slightly uncomfortable. I could sense some guy looking intensely at me. I was used to unpleasant, unsolicited gazes, but this time his gaze felt beastly. (laughs) It's hard to explain why, but I felt like a prey being stalked. I mean, I'm glad that you have that type of intuition that you can, like... At least they were getting the vibes. Yeah. Unlike our last story, who clearly did not get that vibe from her door Mm -mm. being unlocked. Nope. Sorry, Julia. Um, I decided to get off the bus a few stops early. I wanted to avoid him and I didn't want to see where he, I didn't want him to see where I usually got off. Like I learned in the movies, I waited until someone else pressed the stop button and waited until the last moment to stand up and leave. Huh. I didn't notice him getting off the bus just as I was feeling the relief of having escaped an uncomfortable situation. I looked over my shoulder and there he was a few meters behind. I had the distressing feel he had... I had the distressing feeling his eye had just looked away the moment I turned. Uh. I walked into a shop, took my phone, and pretended to be talking on a call. When I couldn't see him anymore, I exited and made my way home as fast as I could. I kept looking back in the busy street. I zigzagged, crossed the street at every crossing. Finally, I believed that him getting off at that same stop as me was just a coincidence. Hmm. Mm. When I reached my building, I looked back one last time, and there he was. No. (laughs) Absolutely not. Nope. Nope. I'm going to walk right on the fuck past where I live (laughs) at this point. I'm going to go into another fucking place. Mm -hmm. Like, no way. I'm out. His alarming gaze on me, smirking. I ran up my apartment, climbing the stairs four at a time. (sighs) This is literally I hope from you Scream. Out your fucking window. From Scream when she's like bi- the big titted uh, bimbo is always yeah. running up the stairs instead of yes. going out the front door. It's yes. insulting. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. Okay. So I ran up my apartment, climbing the stairs four at a time. You were not running. You were jumping up your <laughs> stairs at this point. Four at a time. You were flying. Yeah. I reached the top floor, squeezed through my door, locked it, and froze. 
My intercom was ringing. Don't ask me why I picked it up. I would love to ask you why you picked it up, but I can't. Oh, my God. I regretted the moment I did. I could hear the opposite flat intercom ringing as well. He had pressed all the buttons one by one, hoping someone would open. But now he knew my name. Oh, shit. I felt like a deer in the headlights frozen. Open the door, please. Fuck you. No. Absolutely not. So this person said this in a pleading voice. I just want to talk to you. Somehow I couldn't move or speak. I just want so to talk. So she freezes. Okay. Come to the come to the window, he added. Look at me. You'll see I'm not a bad guy. Something clicked. He wanted to locate my apartment in the building. Thank God you realized that. Bro. I was not going to make that mistake. I hung up in shock. In, yeah, I hung up in shock. I waited by the door without moving for what seemed like hours. Why would you not call the police? But wait, if he was able to buzz her apartment and she answered, then he knows what apartment she's in because it has the numbers. He was like buzzing like this. He was going. So he didn't actually, I think, realize which one she came from. Even if she answered and he's like, Mm -hmm. no, just I'm not a bad guy. I swear. Yeah. Because if you're pushing all the buttons, there could have been 500 people Mm -hmm. that answered that and you didn't know where it came from. That's fine then. Yeah. But still. this. I was like, bro, that's already a problem that you have to deal with. Yeah. This whole thing is a problem. (laughs) When I finally calmed my managed to calm myself i called my long distance boyfriend the fuck is he gonna do for you (laughs) call the police he said immediately why didn't you call the police i don't Uh, know today we're asking the same thing long distance boyfriend (laughs) uh today it would be the first thing i do the fear of making a big deal out of something not in point important perhaps (laughs) Uh, important (laughs) um what an idiot i was which, okay, I kind of see this, too. I think we all can be in that phase. Yeah. We're like, because it's easy for She's us like, to maybe sit they just here. Away. Yeah, it's easy for us to sit here and be like, call the police. Right. But when you're in that situation, you're like, maybe he really isn't looking for me. Because you always maybe, try to downplay like, it when it's you do. directed at you. You do. For sure. Yeah. Um. Okay, I called my best friend instead. I didn't want to feel alone. I told, I told her all about it. And after a while, I felt better. Safe. We started laughing. Suddenly, the intercom rang again. Two hours had passed since I had come home. I answered, Gabriel, or Gabrielle, (laughs) sorry, that's my bad. Gabriel Gabrielle said the voice, open please. (gasps) No. No. That only is creepier than he's saying it like that. Now, at this point, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to call the police. I still remember the chills I felt. He was still there. He was there all this time. I was silent, petrified. He was silent, but I could sense his trepidation. Gabrielle, let me in. I'm so thirsty, he said. Just give me a glass of water. This broke the tension. I hung up. Curled up in a corner, I literally in recovery position, terrified. I waited. I was scared to make a sound. I knew he couldn't hear me from the hall, but I was so... I was scared to even breathe. Girl. The intercom rang again and again. I didn't answer this time. I don't know why you've been answering fucking Call period. the police. Some of these I don't even feel like are real. Because at this point, I'm like, okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's going on. It's too far at this yeah. point. I crouched to the sofa and fell asleep in exhaustion. I heard the intercom ring one more time in the middle of the night. I woke up in the morning afraid to leave my apartment. I called my dad who came to pick me up. There was no one in the hall, but there was a note in my mailbox. 
Gabrielle, I'm a nice guy. You should have opened to me. <gasps> we immediately went to the nearest police station. The Ugh. police listened and, of course, told me that I should not hesitate to call them. My dad called a locksmith to install a digicode on the building door the same day and wrote a message to each of my neighbors asking to not open the door to anyone they didn't expect. He sat in the cafe in front of my building with two friends every evening for more than a week. My dad would have been in my apartment with oh a my fucking God, shotgun. Yeah, yeah absolutely like, not. That would not have even been a thing. So I never saw the stalker again. After this episode, I used a different route to and from uni every day. I kept my phone tightly in my hand and looked back every few meters. Today, I'm still very observing of my surroundings. I never answer the door if I'm not expecting someone. So people, if you ever find yourself in any kind of uncomfortable situation, call the police. Yeah, no shit. I'm glad you learned that. Yeah. Don't be an idiot like me. Be safe, everyone. <laughs> oh. At least they're all recognizing their faults in these situations. You know, I just can't. Like, oh, dear. that's why I do wonder if some of these are real. Because, like, so many things. So, so many, many things wrong with so this. So many problems. Oh, mm-hmm. gross. Yeah. Well, I'm very glad. Did that one have a name? Um, um, yeah, no, it was that uh, Meanwhile in Paris. Oh, okay. Meanwhile yeah. in Paris. I'm very glad that you're okay. I'm sorry that you had to deal with that. That's very scary. And it sucks being a woman in this world. It does. Uh, so I'm glad that you're okay. And I'm glad that you're safe. Uh, sorry you went through that. Whoa. That sucks. All right. None of these are okay. No. So this one. I I'm, like this though. I know. I it's like it's fun. It's really fun. fun. We'll just turn this into our new uh, podcast. We're no longer love. about moms. We're just reading Reddit stories. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to scroll and whatever story my finger lands on is one that I'm going to read. So if it sucks, it's not my fault. Okay. Ready? Go. Okay. Ooh, church in the woods. Oh, I feel like that's like... That sounds spooky. Oh, it's long as fuck. Okay, maybe this will be the only story that I read. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I have a third one. So this is posted by Outworlder39. Church in the Woods. I don't like that name. I posted this on Backwoods Creepy. Ooh, that's another subreddit that might be kind of cool. Ooh, take a screenshot of that. Okay. I posted this on Backwoods Creepy a while back on this throwaway account. My wife suggested this sub might find it interesting as well. (laughs) Okay, the language of Reddit kills me where it's like this sub. I immediately think like submissive. (laughs) Anyways, um, here goes. I grew up in Ohio in the 70s, and me and my childhood friend Joe were outside all the time we could manage it. Joe lived on a farm that bordered a pretty big forest, and my parents would drop me off in the morning, and we'd we'd stay in the woods all weekend. We'd only come out for school. We loved pretending we were frontiersmen. We'd build shelters, traps, practice making fire with sticks, the whole nine yards. Oh, that sounds like a fun childhood. It does. It's probably, uh, but this is going to get dark, so. Yeah, it's going to get really dark. When we got to be in high school, we got this notion to pull a stand by me. (laughs) This was based on the movie of the same name that had just come out. The idea was that we'd walk the railroad tracks out in the country, but instead of looking for a dead body, we'd find cool bridges to fish from and camp a little ways off the tracks. Of course, we knew this was dangerous and we'd likely be trespassing, but we were kids. 
We had a lot of fun. We did find beautiful rivers. We discovered bridges no one went to. We fished. We hid from trains. At night, we camped in woods just near the tracks and made small hidden fires. Nothing bad ever happened. It was idyllic. In fact, it was so fun, we did it multiple times. Never had a problem. Oh, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop. After high school, me and Joe went our own ways. Aw, sad. We both left home but always stayed in touch and always tried to coordinate visits so we'd see each other occasionally. Well, one summer in the mid-90s, it worked out that we were both in town for about a week. We'd do stuff with family in the day, and at night we'd either catch drinks out at a bar or sit outside Joe's house around a fire and talk about the old days. One night, me and Joe got to talking about our stand-by-me trips. Well, nostalgia and beer are a hell of a mix, so we I can like picture so this story. You're a good writer. Uh, What's your name again? Outworlder39. Um, well, nostalgia and beer are a hell of a mix. Soon we decided to take a day, walk the rails, camp one night, and walk home. The day came. We started out early morning. We had my wife drop us off in our old spot. This sounds like something Aaron would do. Like, I could see myself dropping off him and his buddy so that they could go, like, on a camping trip. Yeah, Michael, yeah. (laughs) He would join. The day came. We started out early morning. Uh, we had my wife drop us off in our old spot where we used to start right outside our hometown. She thought this was absolutely crazy and made sure to mention it. Yeah, relatable. When she pulled away, Joe suggested that instead of walking the usual route, we'd take the opposite direction just to be adventurous. Don't be adventurous. Don't do that. Don't be adventurous. That's my um, advice. We knew the land well. We had a map, so I gave a what the hell and off we set. The day went fine. It was fun and a little sad, but in a good way. Oh, I get that. Like, bittersweet. Yeah. We found a bridge and sat on the edge, smoked a joint, and moved on. That sounds great, actually. We had no fishing gear, but we brought some canned food and other stuff. Before night started to set in, we picked a spot to camp. It was a thick, forested area, trees on every side of the train track, so you felt like you were in a tunnel. We had brought small hammocks to sleep on. Before we set them up, we decided to do a little scouting of the perimeter. Now, this is what we used to do in the old days, too. We'd walk around the area a little bit to make sure some dude's house wasn't just over a hill and we were actually camping in their yard. We walked maybe 100 or so feet into the woods and up a small incline. We figured if we didn't see anything from on top of this short hill, we'd be fine. But when we got to the top, we saw an old building down at the bottom, about 100 yards into the woods. It was barely visible. We pondered over what to do. We both assumed it was a sugar shack or something. What is that? What's a sugar shack? I don't know. Is that something like back in the... Back in the old days? <laughs> I don't know. Because there didn't appear to be a clear road into it. From where we were, there didn't look to be anyone in it either. All was quiet. No movement could be seen. No lights. We decided to walk a little closer just to make sure. We came down the hill very slowly, and as we neared the building, we saw it wasn't a sugar shack at all. It was an old church. It looked like it had been abandoned for years. It was a squat, sagging building whose wooden planks were almost black from the years of moss and rot. A cross still stood on top of the place, also weathered black. Ooh, that's creepy. And watch, they fucking went I know, guarantee it. None of the windows had glass, and there were no doors, just open doorways. Ah! We got close enough to see inside. There were rows of pews and a built-up section in front for a preacher to stand. We didn't go all the way in. We didn't want to. Beyond all that, there was no sign of anyone else. No footprints, no paths, no roads. It was an abandoned church. We left immediately and went back up the hill to our spot we had picked to camp. Having a hill between us 
and the church made us feel better, but we were still a little uneasy. We chalked it up to the natural creepiness seeing a church in the middle of the woods would elicit. Besides, at this point, it was dusk, and we just decided to rig up our hammocks and go to sleep and move on at early morning. Night set in, and as we lay in our hammocks and shoot the shit, we began to hear something in the direction of the church. Our conversation about it went a little like this. Do you hear that? What the fuck is that? Yep. It sounds like people singing. I know. Not. What the fuck? Okay. And it did sound just like singing. Ah! No. We both slid right out of our hammocks and hunkered down, straining to hear more. We listened for a minute or two, and the singing continued, but it wasn't getting louder. Finally, we decided to creep back up the hill and see if we could spy where the sound was coming from. We could still move very quietly in the woods from the old days. It was second nature to us. The moon was barely out, but it provided enough light so you wouldn't walk right into a tree. But it was near pitch black. We didn't use flashlights as we crept slowly up the hill, and we didn't talk. When we got to the top, we saw light in the distance. It was coming from the church, and the singing was coming from inside. Joe and I put our heads close together and had a hushed conversation that boiled down to, can you believe this shit? (laughs) The light looked to be candlelight from the way it flickered, and though we tried, we couldn't make out what was being sung. It sounded like church music, but in another language. We sat and watched for a while, trying to see who was in there, but we only saw occasional shadows. We had no intention of getting closer either. We had about a football field link between us, and we aimed to keep it that way. The singing continued for a bit, and then it stopped. After that, a booming male voice began to chant. I was already freaked out, but this voice thoroughly scared the shit out of me. It sounded like some Old Testament preacher you see in the movies, but again, it was like he was speaking in a different language because we couldn't understand a single word. Eventually, it got to where the single male voice would say something, and then a bunch of voices would answer in song. This lasted for a while, and then they all broke into this long, sustained wail that just kept getting louder. Why would you stay there this long? (laughs) Uh, Honestly... I could see myself like, staying there no, and listening. Absolutely, I could not. see myself like, doing I'm that. I'm good. I'm gonna because go as long as they're far enough in the distance that uh-huh. I could see them like coming, I would sit and listen to what the hell was going on because I'd no. be too curious. No, um, it got so loud and so disturbing that I covered my ears and then oh. it stopped. At this point, I was just getting ready to say, "Let's get the fuck out of here." When Joe put a hand out on my shoulder and hissed, "They're coming out." We were far enough away that we couldn't make them out really well, but what we could see was a line of figures walk out the open doorway, all holding hands in a single file. We could see some of them had flashlights. They began to sing again, and the light from flashlights began moving toward us and the hill. No. We booked it back down to our campsite, grabbed our shit, and ran to the tracks. Once there, we ran down a few or down the tracks in the direction we had come from. I would have left my shit. I know. I, I, I would have been like, bye. Ended. I have my phone. <laughs> Goodbye, personal possessions. Yeah, I'll come back in the daylight. God. Uh, once there, we ran down the tracks in the direction we had come from. After a few minutes, we stopped and looked back. We saw lights coming down the hill. They were moving erratically, like whoever was holding them was shaking them. We continued to run in spurts and walk as fast as we could. We eventually stopped seeing the lights and came to a road. But our map, we knew a small town was, oh, by our map, we knew a small town was about 15 minutes down it. And we walked there, got to a 24-hour gas station, and called my wife to come get us. 
My wife and other friends all thought it was just kids messing around, but I heard those voices and they sure as hell didn't sound like kids to me. Not sure who those people were, but it was definitely the creepiest thing that happened to me out in the woods. No bueno. That sounds like a straight up horror movie. Yeah. That sounded like it came right out of a horror movie. Like, I don't want any part of that. Oh, God. Can you imagine, like already a church out in the middle churches are creepy anyways but you get a church and you mix it with outdoors extra creepy you get a church and outdoors and abandoned extra creepy church outdoors abandoned (laughs) creepy cult in the middle of the night Uh -uh. a billion times creepy yeah no i think no i don't i don't even like necessarily like to go camping anymore Mm -mm. around people Mm -mm. like i'd rather stay in an airbnb yeah and i agree not even i want a populated area yeah (laughs) i just negative Mm -mm. on all so and again this is one of those stories it's like there's so many things that i'm like that sounds like some like people that would do like a ritual sacrificing kind of situation. That's exactly what it was. They were I mean, getting ready to be sacrificed. Thank God you could run. Maybe they were just a little group <laughs> that likes to get together and like a cult? sing. Like a cult? <laughs> like a fucking cult. In an old church. In the middle of the night. That sounds legit. It, um, okay. Well, the fact that they had flashlights make me feel better than if they had been carrying, like, torches or candles or lanterns or something. <laughs> At least they were modern enough to have flashlights. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, why? Like, so many why. Yeah, they're, they, yeah I have so many questions. I need there to know. I need to know what the hell was going on. I want to know what this area is so I can look up the history. <laughs> I know. The cult history. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what it seems like. But mm. I don't feel like... Colts would have flashlights. I feel like they'd be more like... I know. I'm the same. I feel like they would be... They kind of live, you know, like the Amish, Mm -hmm. like no technology, you know? But maybe that's just me being ignorant. so interesting, though. That was a good one. Um, Well done there. What's your name? Um, Outworlder39. You're a great writer, by the way. I was enamored that whole story. That was... Very well done. That was good. And I didn't... We didn't have any reasons to roast them. No, that was the first one. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were a few things. Like, <laughs> you I would have probably, left earlier. Yeah, no, yeah. and I would not have stayed that close to church. First of all, I wouldn't have fucking done this. Yeah, first of all, I, would, up, I, I was just going to say. I wouldn't have even done this. I wouldn't have been in this place. situation because I wouldn't have no. walked that far into the woods. No. Now, the other stories we've told, I probably would have been yeah. in those situations. This yeah. one? No, I'm good. Count me out. You want to go camping? Go buy your fucking. I don't have to worry about that because I don't put myself in those situations. Well, that's the thing. Like our house, we're next to woods, but like it only goes so far, and then there's the neighbors. Right. But like, and you don't have trees like right up against your house. Like if someone were to come out of the woods, you could see them coming from a ways away. Yeah, and you'd have to get through dogs and over fences. Yes, and that's a good thing. There's just the fact that you have dogs is like. You're 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 pretty set out here. Yeah, that uh, no. <laughs> I mean, that was a lot. Michael's gonna want to take Co to like go do a bunch of that stuff mm. when he gets older, which is like so cute. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, it just. Uh, I'm all about this. Can we just do like sleeping on the trampoline at night, kind <laughs> of camp out? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh I yeah. can't. No bueno. Well done. Um. Well, either I can read one more or we can call it... I think we have time for one more. So this one is He Could Have Killed Me by Deleted. That's the actual name. Oh. I know. Okay. That's the the name. (laughs) So 
This was one too. Obviously, it caught my attention from the name. Um, okay, so we all make dumb decisions in life, but in this case, I was stupid. Very <laughs> stupid. Hey, they're roasting themselves before we even yeah, get the chance. Bravo to you. So I arranged to meet a guy off Tinder. Bro! <laughs> I swear. Y'all need a freaking, like, Tinder's Anonymous group. I know. Maybe we start one. I know. That'd actually be really funny. Um, <laughs> Raise your hand if you've been personally victimized by Tinder. <laughs> me. Me, 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 me. Um, okay, so. I arranged to meet a guy off of Tinder, but because of my heightened anxiety about driving, I arranged for him to pick me up outside of my place. <laughs> I admit, how do I pick these? <laughs> I didn't even read this. This is really I didn't calling even read, you out right Yeah, now. I did not read this before <laughs> we did this. Okay. I had been talking to him for a few weeks at least, but that is not redeemable, and I know that. The choice I made on this day could have ended me, but thankfully I'm still around to tell the tale. Lord. That's okay. I met Michael on Tinder and had only talked and FaceTimed once, and then I drove out to a small town in the middle of fucking nowhere. I'm still alive, though. We're married with a kid now. And was so. this before or after you knew that he was a felon? After. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely after. Oh, yeah. dear. After. I'm so, glad you're alive. Yeah, I'm here. Um, the guy picked me up in his car and told me he planned to take us out for sushi. I love sushi. So I thought, great. He put in the name of the restaurant into his GPS and we were off, making pleasant conversation on the way there until, until I started seeing woods. When I looked out my window, I felt very confused. We were supposed to be going into town. It took you that long oh. to realize you are oh, not going into town? Yeah, you're stupid. <laughs> um, And not into the wilderness in the middle of nowhere. Fear hit me hard then. Yeah, I would hope. Yeah, he said, I swear the GPS taking me through here. I swear the GPS is taking me through here. I didn't choose this path. Please just get us back to civilization, I said. <laughs> Uh, so my eyes were wide and I must have looked like a deer in headlights. His face was really apprehensive. So he must have known that I was scared completely shitless. Oh my God. I thought to myself, I should have just conquered my anxiety about driving and met him somewhere public or better yet, not met with this guy at all. What the fuck was I thinking? I'm going to get murdered here in these woods. I tried checking my phone to see if I could assist him with the GPS. And that's when he said those spine chilling words. There's no signal out here. Oh, my God. I would have just, just opened the door and jumped out. Peace out. Fuck it. I'm done. I'm out of here. I remember just thinking to myself to try to look calm. And don't let him think you suspect he's onto something. But, man, did I feel terrified. The tips of my fingers were cold while I was simultaneously sweating. If he was going to kill me, part of me wanted him to get it over with so I wouldn't be left in anticipation. <laughs> His forehead was pers- perspiring. perspiring. <laughs> he kept saying, I swear I'm not doing this. I'm trying to get us back on the route to the sushi place. I said, I don't care about sushi anymore. Get us to a gas station anywhere with people at this point. <laughs> he said, I don't have a shovel or weapon in my trunk or anything if that's what you're thinking. Bruh. Which did calm my a little bit. I would have been like, like well, just stop I'm the think- fucking car. I'm just thinking stop. about it now, bro. Yeah, just stop the car. <laughs> um, we finally reached the restaurant after what felt like an eternity. 
I'd never been so scared in my life. I didn't have much of an appetite and I was physically trembling when we arrived, but I figured he didn't kill me when he had the chance. So I guess it was safe now to continue with our date. <laughs> I mean, I guess at that point too, I probably have been like, yeah, okay, GPS fucked up. If we would have like actually ended up getting to the restaurant and he was profusely apologizing the whole time, then I would probably give him the yeah. benefit of the doubt. Yeah, for so sure. that's, uh, I get that. I get that. Yeah. I already planned on taking an Uber home because I didn't want to go through the experience again. I was shocked out of my mind when he then asked, so when do you think we'll have sex? What? I nearly choked on a piece of sashimi. (laughs) I don't eat. I don't eat. I do not eat sushi, so I don't know these names. Um, What? That's all I was thinking. I didn't know where this was coming from, and I didn't know how he could ask me something like this now on a first date when he literally saw me pale as a ghost just moments ago. You know, like, how long will you make me wait for sex? (gasps) A day? A week? A month? I stared at him, dumbfounded. I couldn't respond because I was utterly speechless in this moment. Like, bro, at this point, you're never getting Yeah, which, first of all, boys, don't do that. Don't ask that. No. Well, I can't wait a whole month. I'm telling you now, he said. I would just be, like, looking at him. I, I Like, I don't even know. I feel like I'd maybe kind of laugh, like, are you an idiot? Yeah, are I'd be like, are you fucking with me this right now? Like, yeah, are you fucking with me? Yeah, there's no way I would think that they were being serious. Yeah, I didn't say anything, and the rest of the date was insanely awkward. I said goodbye as I took my Uber home, and only seconds after my driver pulled out of the restaurant parking lot, he texted me to say that he doesn't think it will work out with oh. me because he needs a girl with a higher libido. What the I didn't fuck? argue. I just texted back a simple... I wouldn't have even texted back. No. Just blocked. a simple, okay, ready to be done with this man. When the Uber driver drove me home, he did not take me through the wilderness pathway of a potential murder site. He took me home through streets, other car lights, the sweetest scene to my immense relief. <laughs> I couldn't help but wonder why my date had to take me through an hour drive to... Yeah, through the wilderness to get to the restaurant, but it only took the Uber driver 15 minutes to get me home from the same location. Bro, the red whole, flags. Yeah, the whole thing was chilling. I don't know if my date planned on anything sinister or if it was an honest mistake, but I am glad I made it out alive. I learned a tough lesson that night, one that I should have already known, but that I foolishly ignored for some reason. Don't let strangers from a dating app pick you up in their cars. To the guy who took me through the woods, let's not meet again. Yeah. It's Holy so shit. We've talked about this. Do not let them pick you up no, on a first date. Not never. even a second date. Like, go out a few times before you no. trust them to come to your house. And even, don't even do what I did. And that story that I told earlier, don't, yeah. like, drive to their house and then go somewhere else, like, in only their car. Like, when you don't yeah. know someone, you need to be able to have your own mode of transportation and your own exit strategy already planned out yeah bro these stories these just bring back like maybe we should start getting some like mom stories off of reddit i wonder if there's any subreddits that are mom stories that might be fun yeah that's what we'll look into at least until we're like cool enough for people to start writing us stories (laughs) but i like this like this was fun i really liked reading these a lot it was fun these were good stories brings back some not great memories yeah but i I hope that every person who has ever pulled a britney has learned their lesson oh god (laughs) 
that's so it is it's such a i've made so many stupid decisions but uh, i think too back then i felt invincible yeah i was really like i feel like some of these people we've listened to like they don't feel like they're invincible they're just not like the smartest their reactions like they, just aren't like as quick as you would hope that they would no be. but you like, definitely were like one of those teenagers that was like nothing's gonna happen to me no yeah but even like in that whole dating time of my like 20s yeah I was very much like, fuck with me and see what happens. <laughs> Take me to the fucking woods and see who gets murdered In all first. reality, you just had like, a lot of confidence. Yeah, like, just, you see who fucking gets murdered yeah. first. See who reaches that shovel Oh, uh, yeah, see who's gonna like, overpower Like, that was him. how I thought. Like, I was um, like, I'll take, I'll take a bear. I'll take a bear out. <laughs> that was my Help thought process. Yeah. Have you did you see that video of the hiker no, I guy heard about it, though. fighting off the bear? He there was literally like four of them. Yeah, well, okay, there's two different ones. So there's the one where there's like the four kids who got the four college kids who got attacked by a bear. But there was wrestlers. another one. one yes, the about. four wrestlers. There was another one. It was just a hiker. He was all by himself. And all of a sudden, like he was climbing don't go up. By yourself. I know. Just don't well, go hiking. Sorry. Don't go outside. Anyways, <laughs> he like he had a GoPro, I think like on his head. And he looked up and a bear was just hauling ass down the hill toward him. And once it got to him, he straight up went whoop, like swerved it. Like he threw it down and it fell down the hill, but it kept trying to come back up and get him. And anytime it got, got close, he'd go bam, bam, bam. And hit on the head. It makes me so sad. Don't hurt the bear. That bear was being a dick. What the fuck is it though with these like rabies bears i know rabies like what's happening i asked aaron the same thing and he was like i guarantee you that humans are fucking with their habitat and they're Mm -hmm. hungry because winter's coming and their homes are getting overpopulated by humans all of their like so sad yeah and so they're like you know what we're just gonna start fighting back against humanity in all fairness i yeah you know i can't blame them i am fucking game i'm glad that the hikers are surviving but uh yeah i think the bears are hungry (laughs) well i mean and that's just like yeah it's super sad yeah i mean you can't blame the bear People are talking about, too, like, there's a lot of deer out right now, mm-hmm. and it's, like, really early for that. I mean, they we've seen them everywhere down yeah. 105, but I think it's because, one, people are hunting earlier, and because, again, like, you know, this area is starting to turn into more neighborhoods, neighborhoods and stuff, yeah. yeah. So they're just it's like really in sad. people's yards and out on the street. Yeah, they just so don't come you can't hands. you can't blame the animals in that no. situation. Maybe but, you know, humans shouldn't be such fucking assholes. Yeah, yeah, just saying. Just Seconded. So, all right, folks, that was our episode for the day. Hopefully, you enjoyed these stories. They were spooky and frightening. Uh, which one was your favorite? I'm going to say that the church one was extra entertaining, but the one that was the scariest was the man was, in the woman's apartment. Yes. Yeah. That one I was getting This scared the yeah, fuck yeah. out of me. Yeah, no, Like, that one gave me, like, straight chills. Yeah. These other ones were kind of like, eh, you could have made better decisions. Yeah. But, like, the one with some... No. No. That, that is, like, that's terrifying. You just locked yourself that's... in your apartment with a murderer. And yeah. just the fact that they were able to come back and he was, like, ready and willing to assault and murder her... And had already gone to jail for that before. Well, and, like, clearly he, I mean, one, he just fucking gave up easily. Oh, yeah. Because I would have. Like, you didn't even try to get out? I was never going to try to, like, kill anybody or right. like, sleep in their apartment. <laughs> but, like, why wouldn't you just jump out the window, too? Like, right. Because like, you're going to go to jail. Like, you're just going to yeah. sit there on the couch and wait for the police to come get you? 
Yeah, no, that um, that was definitely, I think, the scariest one. Yeah, that was wild. That, I didn't like that. It's extra spooky, especially since he was in the shower. Because that that's mm-hmm. um, scary movies started that fear for all of us, right? Yeah, it started with Psycho. Yeah, and, and it just, like, showers are meant to be, Ugh. like, you're extra vulnerable. It's scary. And, yeah, so that's, that's extremely off-putting. And I'm very glad that everyone in our uh, stories that we read today are all okay. Yeah, I don't know that some of you should be, but yeah. <laughs> I say that like the nicest Some friend. of them were real close, real on the verge. So, all right, folks, enjoy a spooky season. We hope you're continuing to enjoy spooky season, and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get with you again next week. Yeah. Until then. Bye. Bye.